everyone. Welcome to the Southdown Collective. This is episode 25. I am Steph. What's up, everybody? Stu here. The purpose of this podcast is to inform and unite local athletes to training, groups, events, and opportunities in the Homa, Thibodeau, Bayou region. Whether you started running yesterday or have been for years, maybe you're considering to try out for your local high school sports team. Whatever you think you can or can't do, we are here to support your effort. This is the podcast for all things fitness, and we hope that you'll find this as your weekly one-stop shop to what's happening locally in fitness and in training. This episode is being recorded on Sunday, April 18th, 2021 from the office of Homa Family Dental. So this week, just a couple of things actually were going on. There was a local 5K that Brad Cortez participated in and ran a PR 5K time of 1747, which equates to mile splits of 544. Wow. Congratulations to Alan Robertson for his 10K PR in a time of one hour and seven minutes. And Francis Stibe with a 15K first overall winner at the Mardi Gras Mambo with a time of 5816, awesome. which is mile splits of six minutes and 15 seconds. Incredible times. Craziness. Congratulations to all of those who got out and raced this weekend. Like I said, I know that there was the Mardi Gras Mambo, I believe the Donut 5K that happened this weekend. And then another really cool event that I got to witness for the first time, Wody Graw CrossFit Games. They had it at the stadium in City Park this weekend. Tag only. Yes, I'd never actually been inside of that stadium. So that was pretty cool. So congratulations to two local teams. Both consisted of people from CrossFit Homebrew. One of them was a team with Monique and Kip DeHart. They placed sixth out of 38 teams. And the other was Ben, Khan, Labot, Steve, and Danielle. They place 10th out of 38. So congratulations to everyone who participated. That was really cool. And I will also say this. People often complain about like having to run or cycle or whatever in bad weather. The stadium is open and it rained the entire time. And these people aren't just running or you know, doing push-ups. These people are lifting, like deadlifting heavy weights and throwing, you know, 16-pound wall balls at plates in the pouring rain. So congratulations to everyone who not only went out and participated, but who suffered through the horrendous weather that was yesterday. Absolutely. As far as we know, all of the events that we had already discussed are still in play. So just be sure to check the show notes for any of the upcoming events and any more that hopefully will be added. And just a little housekeeping announcement on that note. I was talking with Dr. Steve this week on our run and, you know, he just made the point. We point to the show notes on every episode and some people might not know how to access that. And all you have to really do if you're looking at the podcast, Spotify or Apple, whatever, I think it's just like a plus and just says show more. And when you click that, then it expands down. Every week, Steph and I go over the list on all the upcoming events and make sure all the links work. So anything that we mentioned or anything that's upcoming, you should be able to access and it'll take you straight there. Another thing that he noted was, obviously, if you're listening to this, you probably already found it on an app of some sort, Spotify, whatever. But when you're talking to other people about the podcast and maybe they're not experienced with podcasts, you could point them to the actual website and they can play it straight through their browser. I know my dad does that. And the website is just anchor.fm slash Southdown Collective. That'll take you straight to the browser. You can actually access all of the podcast platforms that it appears on, or you can just play it straight off your browser. So our guest today has been running an organized event since she was a junior in high school. She then got into and fell in love with 
with distance running after her husband completed his first half marathon. She is a very well-rounded athlete who has recently even gotten into CrossFit competitions. Welcome to the show, Khan Labat. Thank you, guys. I really love listening to your show. It's so interesting to hear about the other athletes in our areas and also the health professionals. So it's, it's an honor to be here as well, and I'm excited to share my story with you guys. Yay! So speaking into your story, how did you get into running other sports just in general? Well, it all started, I guess, in fifth or sixth grade. My older sister, Ty, she registered us for recreation softball. And I think, you know, growing up, my parents were refugee immigrants. So they came here and they put our education first. Sports was not something that they knew about, I guess, growing up. So my older sister was the one that kind of initiated having us, putting us in sports. So she did recreation softball first and then that kind of led us into other sports like cheerleading which we both did in middle school and then throughout high school. It was my junior year in high school when I started running cross country and track. I was introduced to that as well. And so how many siblings do you have? I have five siblings. An older sister, three younger brothers, and a younger sister. So what in your junior year clicked for you to kind of go the route into running? Well, just being in cheerleading, it was seasonal. So I guess I wanted to pick up something that would help me, I guess, maintain weight and also be a better cheerleader. So I picked up cross country because I wanted to run and you know just maintain that weight my junior year. So for you it was more of something to just kind of stay active, stay healthy, keep moving. Right. Did you consistently run since high school? Well after high school I went to college in Baton Rouge and I ran again you know to maintain fitness, to maintain my weight. I mean, you've heard of the freshman 15, and I did gain a little weight, so I did did run, but not consistent in college. I did choose kinesiology as my college major, so that was my first introduction to 5Ks, because one of my college professors was like, hey, you know, there's this 5K this weekend, and I think one of the, either football or basketball, they hosted it, so he was like, if you want to run this 5K, I can give you some extra bonus points on your exam. So that was my first 5K that I ever ran. It might have been like my junior year in college, so that opened the door for me running my first 10k at the Crescent City Classic I think the following year so 5k's and 10k's I did in college and then you went over to the longer side of a half marathon tell us a little bit about that story (laughs) I moved to New York after college started a very sedentary job but I met a few friends there and we started going to work out at lunch so we worked out at the gym downstairs or we would go run in Central Park and then through that gym I started getting interested in personal training. So I actually got my certification in personal training. I led a run group there. So that's kind of how like I stayed consistent when I was in New York and I kept running. And then eventually I met my husband there in New York as well. And he's actually from Louisiana. So we started dating and then he signed up for his first half marathon at in New Orleans. And it was the, at the time it was still called the Mardi Gras Marathon. Okay. And I think he ran maybe five miles as, as his longest training run. And that's <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous. And then he ended up with a 138 half marathon time. Nice. Nuts. 
It is nuts. But he was also active. You know, he did jiu-jitsu for a while, and then he also started CrossFit, like, in 2008, 2009. So it was, you know, he was still active, and I think that helped him with his training as well. So you saw his training and his time and, and what clicked in your head. Yeah, so I was like, and we, we've done runs together. So I was like, if he did that, I bet I can do that too. You know, just thinking, you know, but at this point, I think eight miles was my longest run ever. After he did his half marathon, I was kind of itching to run a little bit more. But it wasn't until later that year in 2008, brought a friend to a wedding. After a couple of cocktails, she and I decided, hey, you know, let's sign up for the New York City Marathon. Let's try to gain entry into it and sign up for it. So we actually signed up with the New York Road Runners that year. At the time, they had this 9 plus 1 guaranteed entry program. So what you had to do was become a member, and then you run nine local races, and then you volunteer at one. So we decided to volunteer at the New York City Marathon that year. Oh, how cool. Yeah, and it was probably the biggest event in the city. I mean, they had millions of spectators that lined up the streets, and then we volunteered at the finish line. So we were able to help all those people that came in, and it was just a cool experience. You know, Central Park became so alive. I mean, they just had so many people, so many runners and spectators. It was, it was an amazing experience. So that's actually when I fell in love with distance running, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to run in the morning. I think I did my first double-digit run th- that next morning. Oh, wow. <laughs> so we did the nine local races the following year, and I ended up not running or not signing up to run the New York City Marathon in 2010 because Ben and I became pregnant with our first child. So we ended up moving home to Louisiana. I didn't pick up running again until after a couple of years later, two babies later back in Louisiana. And I think that's around the time when I met you because I started running the 5Ks and the 10Ks. I met one of my best friends, Monique Hudson. She was actually the one that started putting the whole Boston Marathon and, you know, that plug in in my ear. So we started running together, Christina Fungi and Brandy Bauer. And I think they were actually training or to try to qualify for Boston. And I hadn't run my first marathon yet. So it wasn't until later that year, 2012, when I first ran my first marathon in Bellingham, Washington. I kind of just signed up for the race because I was in Seattle anyways for a wedding. So went to the wedding. The next morning I drove two hours away and I ran that first marathon. I did a 3.38, which was about three minutes shy of the qualifying time for Boston. I was like, great for your first. Right. So I was like, well, maybe I can try to qualify and run with, because I think at this point, Monique Hudson and Christina already qualify for Boston. So I was like, maybe I can try to run again in, in a few weeks and try to see if I can qualify and run with them for Boston. So then I signed up for the Center Space Center Marathon in November. And that marathon, I did qualify to run. Nice. Awesome. So awesome. it was, and then from there, I just kept signing up for marathons and, you know. <laughs> did you go back and run New York? I did. So that was 2012 when I first ran my first marathon. And it wasn't until 2017 mm. um, when I did New York. That was after a year after I had my last child. So that was probably my most memorable experience, race yeah. experience, because I that's where it you all started. started. Yeah. And then I was able to bring my family there, and they were able to just see where Ben and I met, and then like where we fell in love with distance running, and so it was a cool experience. 
That is awesome. That is awesome. So just so people have an idea, currently, what is like your 5K PR? It was a 19-something, 1940-ish. I can't remember the shorter distance, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a while since I actually tried to train and run, you know, a 5K or a 10K or, you know, lately it's just been more the half marathon distance than the the marathon distance. Well, no, it's funny because some people, like everyone, I love all of them. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie. Like, I, and I don't know what it is, but I love all distances. But there are some people that would much rather the discomfort of just running for 26 miles. Mm-hmm. And then there are some people that are like, no, I'd, I'd rather like feel like I'm about to die for just 20 minutes and then get it over with. So it's interesting because there are some people that, I mean, they go through some excruciating discomfort, we'll mm-hmm. call it. But they're, they're like, when you talk, start talking about half marathons and marathons, they're like, Mm-mm, nope, that's not for me. And then you have people that'll run 26 miles just for the fun of it on a weekend, mm-hmm. but they will not push themselves, you know, physically for that, for that 5k time. So what's your 10k PR? My 10k PR, and I just checked it, it was about 40 minutes and something because we actually did that unofficial 10k just recently. And I was hoping to break that 40 minute mark, which it didn't happen, but you know, hopefully soon. (laughs) That's a big, like breaking the 40 minute and the 10k Mm -hmm. is huge. Mm -hmm. Plus you've been training for your CrossFit competition and stuff too. So your focus is a little different. Yeah. That also happened after running the the marathon. So right. I don't think I was recovered completely yet right, um, right. when I did that 10K. Hopefully soon. Yeah, that's one of my goals is, is to try to break a PR in the, the shorter distance because just had a PR in the marathon a couple of years ago. Kinsey and I trained that really good marathon block using the Hanson Marathon Method program. So hopefully soon. And what was your marathon PR? It's a 310. Nice. Wow. And what's your half marathon PR? Well, I just did an unofficial half marathon earlier this year, and it was a 129. Nice. Yeah, because yeah, breaking the 130 mark was always a goal, and then breaking the 40-minute mark for the 10K is always a goal. And then before, it was breaking the 20-minute mark for the 5K. That was a goal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then what's the longest distance that you've run to date? The longest distance is that 50K that I just did last year in February at the Red Dirt Ultra. And how do you feel about ultras? I actually like it. I mean, I don't know if I can do 100 miles like you, Stephanie. haven't <laughs> <laughs> <But> yet. <laughs> but I can do the, the 50K because it's only about six more miles. Right. You know, right. than the marathon. That marathon distance. Maybe one day I'll do the 50 miler. But I know like your training has to be different. Like I use my marathon training to train for the Red Dirt Ultra. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So it wasn't any big difference. Yeah, and it's different, just like what Steph was saying as far as, you know, training for marathons. You know, I skipped marathon, just went straight to a 50-miler. I just listened to a podcast this past week, matter of fact, where they kind of reminded me a lot of people choose to go that route versus marathon because it's probably more painful to run a marathon than it is to run 50 miles. Mm-hmm. It's not that it's a sprint, but it's you're shooting for more of a time where most of the time when you're running the longer distance, you're not really shooting so much for time as you're training for completion. Yeah. It's probably a little easier on the body. I mean, relatively speaking, you know? Right, right. No, but, I yeah. totally understand what you're saying. Basically, trying to qualify or do a time-based marathon is, in most cases, much more difficult than completing 50 miles. Sure. Yeah, I would agree with that. You're definitely putting your body through a bit more Yeah. if you're pushing pace for mm-hmm. sure. And I find those ultra runs, it's more fun when you have friends to do it. And I was lucky. One of my friends, Ginger Landry from high school, she suggested it to me. And I was like, okay, well, let's sign up and let's let's go and do it. So it was a fun, like, bonding weekend for us. And again, you know, like you said, 
running more than 26.2 is more of just a completion. Right. You know, I think I went in my first ultra race, the race that I didn't finish in, as a, I need to run this pace. I need to run this pace. I need to finish at this pace. And when you have that mentality for something that's so new and trail running is completely different because you're running on rocks and you're running in water and you can't say you're going to run this time and then finish it in this time. Right. But for me, point. that's what happened for mm-hmm. my first one. And I didn't finish. I learned from that. Mm -hmm. And then last year when we did it, it was more, let's just run for fun. This was the first trail run that I actually like stopped and I ate a burrito on the way there. (laughs) And I think I stopped at every aid station. It was really fun. It was a different experience for marathons, kind of just stop and scoop up water and then just run as fast as you can. This was just a more relaxing, you know, so I, I can, I can definitely see myself do another trail run in the future. Yeah. And I think everybody's distance is what they make of it too. There are many people that do what you did with a 50 K with a half marathon, right? Like, you know, they're going out and they're like, I'm going to enjoy this with my sister. Like we're going to do this half marathon together. And I mean, we'll look at Crescent city classic. I'll, I'll switch gears and use that as a perfect example. Look at how many people pull an ice chest. Yep. And in walk a stroller Crescent or something, Classic you know, crazy and take like that. shots along the way right. and eat fried chicken at aid stations, we'll call them. Right. That was my first Crescent City Classic. <laughs> <laughs> and there are people that are blazing in the ultra distances. Like they can just right. set a pace and just clock off those miles. And it's especially crazy to see in the terrain that a lot of these people do it in. And I know you have been doing some trail running, Stephanie. So I'm just amazed at all the training that you put into it. Cause I know that I don't right now with, you know, all the extracurricular activities they're in, it's hard for me to run over a certain mileage each week. And when I see you and when I see Nikki and all of you guys, like it, it motivates me to try to that's awesome. You know, run one day. I, I still have that as a goal to do another ultra. And then also speaking of different activities, you're also now kind of splitting your athleticism with CrossFit too. Yes. My husband has been doing CrossFit since like 2008, 2009, and he even got certified twice to coach, but he does love CrossFit. And I know that especially after COVID happened, all the races were canceled and it was really a hard thing, I guess, for everybody. And I think for us, you know, with, with everything going on me homeschooling the kids and working from home the races being canceled I just had no really no motivation to keep running the distances that I was running before COVID happened I think I dropped down to like 15 20 miles a week and that's not me you right. know no. my, my normal running per week is like 30 to 40 miles a week so I was just not motivated to do that anymore so he was like why don't you come and join crossfit so i actually went with him to his crossfit competition in september of last year just like you how you felt when you came this past weekend i was just like wow like you know these are some serious athletes you know and it was just fun hanging out and getting to see him compete so i did join the crossfit homebrew gym i mean it's just been so much fun and we get to do it together so i think that's one more thing that we get to share you know outside of kids and all the stresses from home one time i did a workout there and it consists of like this ab workout and i'm like i can do that so i did it and the next day i think for like two or three days after i could not laugh without hurting (laughs) (laughs) and he and i joke about it all the time you know just like so it gave us that as an extra way to connect with each other yeah that's awesome yeah Yeah. so it's been it's been fun we do encourage each other we're we're also competitive in nature but that helps us try to get better in the fitness world but for the one mile race he passed me up at the end (laughs) 
that was crazy. So Steve, and I'm actually there video and taking pictures because I'm like, these are my friends, right? <laughs> so Steve, they did two laps on the track inside and then they had to go outside and run approximately like four, a 400. And then they come back in the stadium for the last loop around the track. So when they come in, Steve is, I mean, he's hauling behind. Oh yeah, 512 pace, I think. He, wow. Yes, yeah. And so the mile wound up being a little long. It was like 1.12 or something like that. So yeah, he averaged a 512 pace and wow. wound up finishing in like 535, they clocked him at. Mm -hmm. So he comes blazing through first. And then the very first loop, Ben is in front of Khan, and I'm like, well, that's that's a little strange for me, but you know, whatever. Well, then whenever they come back through, Khan's in front of Ben, and I wasn't even expecting Ben to be there, so I'm taking pictures, like I got Steve, I got Khan, and then I'm like, oh shoot, there's Ben. I didn't realize he was that fast. So come to find out, I couldn't even snap a picture of him because I wasn't expecting him. And then he beat Khan at the very very end, and afterwards wow. I was like, Khan, yes, one second. I was You're like, never gonna hear the end of that one. I know, and I, I, I haven't to the <laughs> that happened yesterday. And of course, he goes home and he tells the kids, "Guess what happened? They <laughs> called the competition." <laughs> and she's like, "I had no idea who was behind me. Like, I didn't even look back. I just..." And I was like, "Dude, I didn't know Ben had wheels." She was like, "Me neither." <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. It was. It was so cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm so proud of him. We joke about like being competitive with each other, but I'm so proud of him. He actually, when we got home, he was like, I think I need to get a new pair of running shoes because his running shoes are those fly nets from like three or four years ago. Like he still has, because he doesn't really run very often. He uses his shoes to walk in. But he said, I think I need to get some new running shoes because I think I want to try to run a little bit more. Oh, <laughs> That's nice. nice. It's just something, another thing that we can, do, we can together. do together. You yeah. Know? As far as future events, anything coming up that you're going to be working towards? Yeah. So after yesterday with the Wodi Gras competition, I really don't have anything planned right now. I did sign up for a couple of marathons, but that's not until December or January. The Mississippi Marathon in December and then the Louisiana Marathon in January. But there is Boston and London coming up, and I did get an invite to London. Boston is about to open up their registration. So I'm trying to figure out which one I'm going to do. I really, really, really want to do Boston because this is the first year that almost everyone in our little running group has qualified for Boston. So Monique, Hudson, Kinsey, Brandy, Bauer, Nikki Nakan. We've always dreamt of running Boston together, you know, since a few years ago when we all started training. And you heard Kenzie's story. She trained, I think it was like for two years, and then she finally qualified. And then, of course, it's a bust because COVID happened. Right. This is going to be her first Boston, and I really want to be there. So we'll see. So Boston this year is at a different time than normal. Yes. And it's going to be on Sunday, October 11th, correct? That's correct. And when would London? London will be on Sunday, October 3rd, which is also different oh. from their usual in April as well. So they haven't sent out anything about field size limitations or anything about COVID requirements, but Boston has, and they're opening up registration this week. You know, they're limiting the, the field size, I think from 35,000 to 25,000. Wow. And they're accepting applications for the past two and a half years. It's going to be tight for Boston if you don't have that cushion before your qualifying standard time. You know, hopefully we can all still go together, and I'm hoping that here's on the back from London, because if not, then I'll just register for Boston as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Do you have any advice 
for beginners that are looking into getting into running or CrossFit, really, either one? Well, if you want to start running, I think that my best advice is to find a safe place to run. If you want to do CrossFit or even join a gym in general, I guess my advice would be to find a gym where you feel at home and get to know the people. Also, give it a couple of months so you can establish a habit. A lot of people, I'm guilty of it because I tried CrossFit, I guess, in 2016, 2017, kind of at the height of my marathon training. I was hurting every single time for days after I did the CrossFit workout. So I gave up on that. It was only maybe a month after I joined. So I wish I would have given it a little more time. I would recommend, you know, given at least two months of whatever, if you want to start running or you want to try CrossFit or you try a new activity, give it at least two months to establish a habit and to get past the initial pain. Because, of course, when you start any activity, it's going to hurt. Right. Right. It might hurt a lot. Also, if you have a partner or a friend that you can go run with or work out with, go grab them to go run. I think that keeps you accountable, keeps you motivated. Even if it's just to help you show up. Even if it helps you to show up. The South Down Collective would like to thank Dr. Steve Morgan and Homa Family Dental for their continued support of this podcast and support in our fitness community. And many thanks for all of you that continue to give us feedback. Keep them coming. Be sure to like, comment, share. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. We are very proud of our local fitness community and want to continue to support great athletes like Khan. This podcast is a collective interest for everyone in our fitness community. And yeah, that means you. And you should share or recommend the South Down Collective to a friend. What do you have to lose? You might be the one person that creates a new athlete that can influence others as well. We post new episodes every Wednesday and share links on social media. Did you miss the interview we did with Emory Prentice last week? Or maybe you want to learn more about nutrition with April Sins. We have like 12 hours of content, which would be great listening on your next road trip or long run. So please go back and learn something new about people you probably already know or may have heard about. Next week, we'll be joined by the local podiatrist, Dr. Weyburn Abear. We'll be discussing healthy habits and how to remain injury-free with regards to feet. Kind of important. So until next week, keep running. Keep cycling. Or whatever your passion. Train hard, stay safe, and in good health. And tell a friend about the South Down Collective. Until next time. Thank you for having me on the show. Adios. See ya.